in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Bunk Bunkers. Thanks for being here on hey, another Bunk terrific edition of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Oh, Andy, it's good to see you, buddy. Hey, it's good to be seen, Art. I'm glad to be out and about. Glad to be around here at Sussex number one, uh, Christian Rock Radio Station. <laughs> Patreon only, the only ones who get that. That's an inside um, joke for the patrons. Uh, number one, Christian Rock Radio. Andy, I don't yeah. mean to sound rude, but oh, that's seem- okay. You, why do you always say that you don't mean to sound rude when you sound so fucking rude? You come at me with this rude fucking bullshit. I'm a rude. And you dude. say I don't mean to sound rude. Well, fuck you. You sound rude. It just means I want to say something shitty to you, but I don't want to feel bad about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Understood. Have a nice you day. You seem a little guarded. You seem secretive. You yeah. seem like you're hiding something. Look, I got a lot of skeletons in my closet. And if <laughs> my family, my loved ones ever found out, yeah. I w- it would be toast for me. They would want to trick-or-treat at your house. They would want to trick-or-treat at my house because I have so many plastic skeletons. And you know what I use my plastic skeletons for? What's that? I used to use them in my former role as an educator. Where I used to teach people about the dangers of radiation poisoning and the effects on their body. Whoa, that's your apropos to today's topic, Andy. Is it really? I had no idea. Because what are we discussing? Uh, we are talking about Oak Ridge National Laboratory, the right. famous. Yep. We're going to tell you about it. I'm not going to say too much, but the famous Department of Energy lab yeah. located in the great state of Tennessee. We have so many. What are you going to say? Uh, this is like, a, I was going to talk about the topic. It's, oh, okay. it's like a secret history mystery about a secret government run town that had secrets and had experiments going on. It's, it's very WandaVision almost. Yeah. Um, so if you're a history mystery buff, you're going to love it. If you're into, there's a little bit of like government conspiracy going on. You're going to love it for those reasons. Yeah. And, um, it came to us from a Tennessee Titan. It's from a Tennessee Titan. Sorry this, about your team this year. Yeah, this, hey. is, this is a bunk funker who, <laughs> who ate almost all of his own children, except for one, who then became king of the gods. He's a Tennessee it's, Titan. Uh, he goes by the moniker of King Truck and Fuck. King Truck and Fuck. It's Tyler Ballou. Tyler Ballou, how do you do? Tyler, thank you so much for yes. this topic. Great topic from Tennessee. Uh, you know, we have already covered a topic in Tennessee. We have a lot of bunk funkers in Tennessee. That's Tennessee is do. a hotbed of bunk funker activity. I don't think, I mean, no disrespect. It's a 10 I see. I don't think that it's as big a hub as New Jersey for Whoa. bunk funker activity. 
but <laughs> Tennesseans, let me hear it if I'm wrong. Wow. Because Tennessee wow. is a great state for bunk funkers. Yeah. Tennessee and New Jersey, uh, big time. Big time bunk funker states. Yeah, big bunk funker don't states. Don't know what it is that we speak to the people of Tennessee and the people of New Jersey, but hey. I don't know. Whatever it is, we love you. Uh, other way, states, let us hear about it. Yeah, other Where states. Where are the bunk funkers from Delaware? Fucking show Wyoming. up. Wyoming. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Let's hear it up. Get a little, uh, yeah. Fucking, where's uh, Mississippi? New Hampshire. Where yeah, you been? Yeah. <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. Um, but Montana. thank you again to uh to to Tyler. Thank you. Yeah, this Tyler King Chuck and Fuck. King, King Chuck and Fuck. Um, we're keep, grateful for your support. We're grateful for this topic. That's right. And uh, keep keep driving those monster trucks, my friend. Yeah. And um, if you bug fuckers can't wait to to break into this little history mystery town, of course, as always, you can find the timestamp in the show notes. Look for it. Skip ahead to when the research begins, because first, Andy and I have to talk about we gotta. Yeah, that's right. We do have to. And I am pleased to announce something, but I'm also defeated a little bit to mm. announce something because yeah. Bunk Funkers, mm. I have been working for a long time mm-hmm. on an idea. A while ago. It's a passion project for you. Right. This is a passion project for me. Bunk Funkers, you may not know this. Art knows this because he knows me. Right. And we are personal friends in real life outside Some would of say. this podcast. And. People Art, are saying that. Art knows that I'm a racquetball player. Amateur, of course. But I do enjoy a good game of racquetball. And that's right. I've had some embarrassing mishaps on the racquetball court lately. <laughs> oh my God. Where <laughs> parts of my anatomy okay. have being vague about it. Have slapped me in the face. They're my man boobs, my moobs. I've been slapped in the face by sweaty moobs from myself. And it occurred to me during a racquetball game, so I'm getting pummeled by my own breasts, that there's really no, there's no solution. There's none. For men like me. None. Because I've tried to wear a woman's bra, mm-hmm. and it's not very comfortable. No, they're incredibly uncomfortable. I don't appreciate underwires. Yeah. And I need the support. Mm-hmm. I've tried a sports bra, mm-hmm. but it's not tailored to my body. Mm-hmm. which is of the amorphous blob variety. And so I decided that I needed to come up with uh-huh. a solution for men with saggy tits who like <laughs> active, who yeah. need active wear. Like moving side to side. And whose bodies are blobbish and void of any sort of form. Right. So much like water. I conceived this idea called the tactical sports bra for men. And what it is, is it's, it's a moisture wicking fabric. Moisture wicking. Now, does that repel or does it soak moisture in? It soaks the moisture in. Ah, uh, it wicks. And it's also, it has, it's treated with specific chemicals to minimize the smell. Wow. Because I found in testing that these almost immediately smelled like the inside of a high school boy's locker room. So I knew that I needed to cure the odor uh-huh. and I also needed the support. Right. So these are made from high grade military fabrics, right. only available to special ops. But yeah, spec I ops. have a connection. You have connections. We have connections with spec ops. Yeah. Just trust me that there's just, no way you can get that's these. the source. The source is just trust me. Okay. Source military. Yeah. So just trust me on this. Yeah. 
I have a stop asking questions. Stop asking questions. It's not important. Yeah, trust me. These aren't fabrics that you could buy at Joanne Fabrics. These are fabrics that you have to get. And if from there your source is in the military. ever any footage of a man who looks like Andy fucking shuffling out of a Joanne fabric, wearing a large trench coat and a hat and a fake mustache, then it's obviously doctored footage. It's probably not real. <laughs> and if you see that person putting a bunch of fabric that looks like it could belong to a tactical sports bra mm-hmm. into a big duffel bag that says property of military on it. Look, it's not me, okay? Yeah, I'm tired of seeing all these right. internet posts about it, no. yeah. about how I'm putting, doing- Stop st- posting on the Bunker Discord about it. I'm tired of fucking reading that shit. Right. We've seen those posts just all over the place. Just because I go to the Joanne Fabrics in your town, just because a guy that looks like me goes to the Joanne Fabrics in your town doesn't mean that you have to post about it on the Discord. That's right. So I designed, I conceived of the tactical sports bra and I spent $80,000 of my own money <laughs> bringing this to life. And it was only an eighth of what I needed. And so I had to sell all of my worldly possessions and I had to take out a mortgage on your house. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spoiler I did alert. that. And because I was in on it. You were in on it. I was like an angel. You're, investor. An, you're an early investor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have been an angel throughout this. Mm-hmm. You're my heavenly father. I'm a disgusting creature with multiple eyes. Right. Watching you develop this product. Right. Um, it's, it's also it's it's not just tactical as in it's cooling. Right. It's also tactical in that it's a piece of tactical equipment. Right. This allows larger, amorphous-shaped men with different body shapes to get into the, uh, you know, the the kind of tactical gear right. uh, world. So there are holsters for different, um, like, multi-tools. There's a switchblade. You can, you can store a full magazine of ammunition inside of your tactical bra. Your technical bra. There's different little pockets and patches. It's modular. Yeah. Um, much like a GORUCK pack, you can attach different mini packs that you need to it. You know, maybe you want to have a tourniquet kit in your tactical bra. You can attach that. Yeah. So little this is really This is really the Swiss army knife yeah. of sports bras for men. It's got a carabiner thing. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of attachments and dongles hanging off of it. So and, many dongles, and it's it's got yeah, a full on charger for your iPhone. Yeah, it's sort of like a Camelback too. In that there's a there's a unit on the back of the of the tactical sports bra uh-huh. that converts your natural perspiration into clean drinking water. Oh my god! And that's part of the cooling system. And uh, I did so much testing of this; it was fucking gross. I drank yeah. gallons of sweat. Right, right. Before you got it right, right. And you know, because of the nature of the tests, I had to wear the sports bra, and Art had to test the water. So he drank gallons of my sweat just because it's you know more designed for my body than his. <laughs> so. One of the best features, I think, too, Andy, is that um, it, what we're, 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 we're still workshopping the name, but it's kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie attachment where you right. are wearing the tactical bra, but you can attach your much thinner, more slender friend to the back. Right. And I can kind of sit on the back of the bra. My back attaches to the bra. And then I could, we can also do a thing where like I stand up and hoist you up. And then I go, and I kind of like can run around and- I get different, you know, for different terrains, basically. Right. Yeah. The uh, the tactical sports bra, the nice thing about the refrigerant unit that's on the back that keeps the the perspiration cool <laughs> after it's been yeah. purified into clean drinking water, which it runs very hot, by the way. And that's why, that's part of the reason that it's important that the bra be moisture wicking because the refrigerant <laughs> unit runs very, very hot. Yeah. And you can, the outside of the refrigerant unit is actually a connector. Mm-hmm. So you can connect two tactical sports bras at the back. So 
for someone like me, a more robust, girthy individual, I can take a my banjo. svelte th- friend, your more kazooie-like friend, yeah, my kazooie-like friend, and <laughs> that's you, <laughs> and I'm like, Ka-ka! yeah, and Art and I run around, we collect puzzle pieces, we fight a witch, we do all of this together, <laughs> and it's so easy now. And the good thing is, is that it's so much easier now. And it's the good thing. The good thing is, it was so much harder before. Where oh, it's so much. Art had to ride on my shoulders. Yeah, it now look he's right. strapped in. He's locked in. We each have our tactic, tactical sports bras. So uh-huh. we have magazine for our guns. So now we can just shoot the witch. Whereas before, we used to have to jump around and avoid dangers right. and go through these little. But now we can just shoot and stab the witch with our knives and our guns. And it's so much easier. It's so much easier. It's really revolutionized our lives. It's an awesome product. Yeah. And it's available. Well, not it would yet. have been not available yet, but when it hits market, you'll be able to get your own tactical sports bra for, for the men. low, low, low price of $4,859. And that's for one bra, which, by the way, has a lifetime guarantee. As an MSRP of 10 grand. Right. So, it, you know, you're getting a steal. Like, first of all, this is high tech equipment. This is. The best refrigerant that money can buy. Mm-hmm. This is secret fabrics. This is unknown to fabrics. humans. Yeah, unknown military to fabrics. Military fabrics. Secret Not Joanne fabrics. fabrics. No, Stop no. Fucking saying that on the goddamn bunker subreddit too. Right. I've seen posts about it all over the place. <laughs> We're so tired of all these posts about it. Me being we a Joanne. We get our fabrics. stuff from the military. Yeah, this is all straight from the military. But we were running a test. We were running a test, and we were strapped together. We were we were ascending a giant tree in the forest. A multi, one of these multi-layered trees yeah. where there's branches with platforms you have to jump to. There's stairs there's cut into the tree. Pieces of honeycombs. On pieces them. of honeycombbs everywhere. There are giant bees and yeah. stuff. We're ascending this humongous tree. <laughs> just like we normally do. This is a test on the durability. It's just a normal. We're just testing it. We're just testing the performance of the equipment, and it becomes apparent that the tactical sports bra was not a sports bra at all, but it was a Mr. Bunker. It was Mr. Bunker. He somehow... He somehow had been cupping my breasts for weeks. And then he had his his thighs around my waist. Right. He, He captured you with his legs. He had been... Drinking my sweat oh. and filtering it in his mouth into pure drinking water and using that to cool my bosom. I don't want to know what I was drinking out, what that nozzle was. <laughs> yeah, you had the nozzle end, which we can only assume was urine, pissed straight from his penis. I think you drank from Mr. Bunker's penis. <laughs> Great, now I'm going to be labeled a piss freak all over the subreddit and the Discord. Wow. People are going to be talking about you going to Joanne Fabric and me being a piss freak, Jeez. which is worse. I don't know. Well, everyone already calls me a piss freak because of my attraction to human piss. That's right. And this motherfucker, he like he was controlling us. We weren't controlling the tactical sports bra. Right. This was a real this is a real Doc Ock situation. We thought we were controlling the tactical sports bra, but it was controlling us. Walked us right to the bunker. Yeah. Feel so foolish, Andy, because I really I really believed in that idea. The I really got, did. The witch got away. The witch got away. Grunhelda or whatever her name was. Yeah, that was the last golden puzzle piece we needed Fuck. to finish our jigsaw puzzle. Ugh, the last piece. Well, 
Punk fuckers, if you see the tactical sports bra out on the market, don't, don't buy, it. buy it. Wait until you get confirmation from me yes. and Art right. that the real tactical sports bra is what you're buying. Exactly. And it's not actually Mr. Bunker trying to cup your breasts. Fuck. It's fucking puzzle piece. If anyone knows where that last puzzle piece is at, please let us know. We'd really like to beat that fucking way. Because now we don't have our guns and our knives. I don't right. know how we're going to beat this witch. I, I don't know either. We're going to be like, what, I jump on her head? Yeah, I don't know. Do some kind of attack? I don't know. Yeah. I'll stretch my neck out real wide and poke at her. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, Bugfuckers, you know, we might not be tactical anymore, but I'll tell you someone who is. It's uh, the Bunker Alarm. Well, it's the person who's receiving the bunker alarm. Yeah, right. The bunker alarm is not tactical. The, the person alarm, receiving it is. The Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm 3000 is not a tactical piece of equipment. That's right. That's not a f- licensed. Don't believe whatever you read. If somebody's saying that, it's not true. That's right. But you know who is tactical? Our most recent patron. That's right. Emily Rourke. Emily Rourke. Um, Emily is a episode suggester. That's right. We recently did uh episode suggested by Emily and... Emily became a a supporter of the show. That's right. Thank you, Emily. We so appreciate your support. We so appreciate your topics. And we appreciate your um, talking about your uh, adorable cats on the the Discord. And your succulents. And the succulent Shronky. Shronky. We hope that Shronky is doing well. Yeah, we uncovered a whole whole universe of succulents named Shronky. That's right. Uh, so thank you, Emily, for that. Thank you for your support. That's right. Thank you for being a bunk funker. Thank you for being a proud patron. So for you, in honor of your support of the show, we are going to fire up the famous bunk tech bunker alarm 3000. Oh yeah. All right. Let Can't me wait for this. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. What do we uh, got going on here? Okay. This looks just like it's a, a push start. Oh, okay. Looks like there's been some more modifications. So earlier versions, there was a pull string. Now we got a push. There's a pull string. There was maybe a light switch. Maybe soon we'll get fucking remote start. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Oh, that would be nice if this thing was just started when I already got here. Oh, baby, it would be all warmed up, ready to go. Well, let's push it and see what happens. <gasps> wow. Sounds clean. Sounds good. Sounds ready to go. Hmm. Cool. What? Is that good? I, uh, it's there's some kind of light. I don't know what does that light mean. <laughs> Gotta take it to a bunk tech mechanic, I guess. Here, let me just. <laughs> and he's slapping the side of the bunk tech bunker alarm three thousand. Ah, there it goes. Oh, good, all right. lights turned off. Lights turned off. Uh, looks to be working. All right, Emily, let's get you a bunker alarm. Beep, 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 bop, 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 bop. This is my music that I sing. D dot ID. I'm typing furiously. Oh, Andy's so those tender little fingers. Did you know how many words a minute I can type? Uh, I would say you're probably at an eighty or ninety. Wow, you're good. Fifty-one. <laughs> but it's faster than I can read. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking slow. That's a glacial pace. Holy shit. I think it is. I don't know. 51. Jeez. That was a joke. (laughs) You took it so seriously. I I can tell. I actually do 60. It's actually 55. All right. Here we go. All right. We found a good bunker alarm. All right. This is going to be a good one. I hope so. Um, So, Emily, 
<clears throat> Thanks again for your support. This bunker alarm is for you. Thank you, Emily. We're going to set it off in three, two, one. Wow. Oof. That was quite an I'm out of breath just listening to that one. Can't imagine whoever had to perform that. Yeah. Well, it's a machine. Right. So um, I don't know. I have no idea how this works. I know it just plays two perfectly synced audio samples, right? Which you know can't be done by any machine that I've ever encountered. No, this is the only machine that can is capable of this. So, so Emily, Emily, thank yeah. you for your support. Thank you, Emily. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and turn this thing. Yeah, off. power it down, Andy, because it's starting to smoke up the room. Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> smoky in here. Now this is actually a pull cord to stop it. It works on. Okay, this- so one button. <laughs> Well, it's a one button push to start, but there's this, it's this opposing thing. It looks That's like where there's another, very bad design. there's another motor that turns off the first motor and then that motor just dies after a little bit. So <laughs> that's see. fucking horrible design. Wow. Oh, it went off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Short lived motor. I guess it served its purpose. Yeah, um, it did its worth. Weird piece of tech. Thank you again, Emily, for the support. And I, we hope you enjoyed your bunker alarm. If you would like to get a bunker alarm, just like Emily, just like every patron, um, you can find those at patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod for just $5 a month. You get your own Five smackaroonies. Five smackaroos. You can get your own bunker alarm. You can get access to the bunker discord uh, where you can post your own succulent named Shronky and we can learn about it and chat with Andy and I and other bunk funkers. You can get Two extra episodes a month of our Patreon-only show, Andy and RT Bunked, plus the archive of over 40 hours of extra content that we've been amassing over the year, year and a half that the Discord or the patrons been around. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. It's worth it. Trust us. A lot of people say that the, the Patreon content might even be better than the main feed. Well... <laughs> I don't know what that says about anything. I don't know what it says about anything. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Either way, we hope you enjoy this main feed topic this week about a secret little town in Tennessee named Oak Ridge. This is the Oak Ridge National Lab, right? (laughs) Okay. I just, for some reason, I had a brain fart and forgot, like, what the full title (laughs) of it is. Because I've just been calling it Oak Ridge in my head. That's how things work. Anyway, here on Mr. Bucker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Sitting in the dark, watching scary movies. That hostess sure lights up my TV tubies. I get a funny feeling looking at boobies. Thanks, Elvira, mistress of the dark. Giddy up, oom, papa, oom, papa, mow, mow. Giddy up, oom, papa, oom, papa, mow, mow. Hi ho, silver away.
Wow. Hey. Feels like country music superstars, the Oak Ridge Boys, are guessing on this episode. <laughs> Woo! No, Art. What? Oh, come on. It's just me. Your it's lovable, you? Your lovable co-host, Andy. Uh, lovable. lovable. Debatable. But I did bring up the Oak Ridge Boys because they're very germane to today's topic. Oh. I see. The Oak Ridge Boys started out in 1943 as a group known as Wally Fowler and the Georgia Clodhoppers. Okay. And it's pretty hard to believe that name didn't stick. Yeah, really. So catchy. They eventually changed their name to the Oak Ridge Quartet and later to the Oak Ridge Boys. The reason for the name change was that the group got asked to perform a lot at a government facility in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. That government facility is the topic of today's episode. Wow. I guess now we know the rest of the story. I guess so. That's it. That's Goodbye. it. That's, that's the whole enchilada. Hey, uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee is a place of secrets. Andy. I guess if there was a secrets resort in Tennessee, it would be Oak Ridge. <laughs> That's right. It was born in secrets, molded by secrets. We merely adopted the secrets. Whoops. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I slipped into my Bane from The Dark Knight Rises again. My famous Bane impression. Ooh, my famous Bane. <laughs> yeah, you've seen that movie more times than I saw the movie Gladiator. And I saw Gladiator roughly 4,000 times. I was entertained. Ha! Well, nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask, Andy. So I get it. Nobody cares about me on the train until I want to take a nap and have to put on my CPAP mask. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, anyway, let's talk about Oak Ridge, Tennessee and the Department of Energy facility there, the Oak Ridge National Lab. So look, bunkfuckers, uh, we're going to get into the weird stuff that's going on at Oak Ridge National Lab. Before we do that, though, we got to give you some context. Come on now. So, you know what that means? We have to unleash the hog, the history hog. But today, since we're talking about the uh, Oak Ridge National Lab, for the first time ever, as far as we can recall, not that we give a shit, we're going to unleash the atomic history hog. Oink, 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 I am the atomic history hog. Squeal, squeal. <laughs> Bow before me, mortals. <laughs> atomic history. <clears throat> So, in the early 1940s, the USA became embroiled in a military conflict which was dubbed World War II. This was a large war affecting many people. <laughs> you in could the, say it was a war. And it affected a lot of people in the um, world. Um, yeah, you've probably heard about it before, most likely from History Channel, before it became the channel of alternative history and big rig trucking reality shows. Ugh, thank God. Anywho. In 1938, not long before World War II broke out, German chemists Otto Hahn and Fritz Strassmann discovered the process of nuclear fission, that is, the splitting of an atomic nucleus by bombarding it with neutrons. The process produced radioactive isotopes of lighter elements, leading the eggheads to conclude that the process split the uranium atom in lighter element into lighter elemental atoms with some of the uranium's mass converted to energy. The finding was groundbreaking. And became a widely studied sensation almost overnight. Eggheads lubed their little brain boners and headed to the lab to experiment. And suddenly, these horny little eggheads were less interested in Uranus and more interested in uranium. Whoa. But I'm Jeff. Yeah. Now, eggheads in the U.S. including Give that a rim shot. Give that a rim shot. Eggheads in the U.S. including finger banging Bob Lazar's best bud, TM, Ed Teller were concerned that the Nazis had recently seized a uranium mine 
in what was then Czechoslovakia. Now, the Egghads in the U.S. were concerned that Nazi Eggheads. Oh, was that a typo? Oh. Oh, it wasn't Art just pronouncing things wrong. It was actually a typo in the script. Oh. It's supposed to be Eggheads. I kept doing that. I kept typing Eggheads instead of Eggheads. <laughs> you type fucking 60 words a minute. I did it. Look, it's twice in a row yeah, here. Yeah, you did. Fucking 50 minute a word typer. That's what you're going to do. Well, if they give credit for the backspace, it would be more like 150. <laughs> the eggheads in the U.S. were concerned that the Nazi eggheads would use nuclear fission to build weapons of mass destruction. A couple of eggheads rushed to King Egghead Albert Einstein's vacation house on Long Freaking Island here. <laughs> where they convinced Einstein to send a letter to the Belgian ambassador to the United States. Belgium controlled a supply of uranium from what was then called the Congo Territory in Africa. The Belgians controlled the uranium supply by virtue of their mutually beneficial trade deal with the people in the region. <laughs> Just kidding. They got the uranium mines through their especially brutal colonial subjugation of the Congo. Yikes. <laughs> King Leopold did not like African people, I guess. <laughs> So, one of the eggheads who visited Einstein, uh, physicist Leo uh, uh, Szilard, sorry, Szilard, also convinced economist Alexander Sachs to deliver a letter on the situation to U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt. The president took the threat seriously and set up an advisory committee on uranium. By the time the U.S. joined the war in late 1941, the government tried to speed up its efforts to develop a fission weapon, the atomic bomb. The U.S. Army started a top-secret project, the Manhattan Project, to make these dreams of atomic warfare a reality. In order to get to atomic weapons, the Manhattan Project team first needed to get material they could use to cause the atomic reaction. Uranium found in nature is mostly composed of the non-fissionable isotope uranium-238. The fissionable isotope uranium-235 is also present, but in much smaller quantities. In order to get enough uranium-235, the mined uranium had to undergo a process called enrichment to separate the uranium-238 and 235. The government sought to build facilities not, to, not only to enrich uranium to extract its fissionable isotope, but also to extract a fissionable variant of plutonium. Now, plutonium, by the way, was only first produced in the late 1940. Uh, so this was, you know, Pretty cutting-edge tech for the time. Um, to build the production facilities, the government sought to acquire some land. Now, one of the sites selected by the project was in the Clinch River Valley in East Tennessee. The site was chosen for the following reasons. It was landlocked and far enough from the coast so as not to be threatened by enemy attacks. It was in an area that was remote enough to avoid, you know, moving a ton of people or, or drawing a lot of attention but it was close enough to Knoxville, Tennessee, to make use of the workforce there. And it had plenty of power, thanks to Tennessee Valley Authority's Norris Dam. And was able to use the Clinch River for precious water to cool all this production equipment. The U.S. government purchased more than 60,000 acres of land in the valley for the low, low price of an average $48 per acre. In the process, the government, of course, displaced the local population. Some folks came home to eviction notices on their doors, and some people had only two weeks to move. What an honor. 
to be forced to hastily move out of your home so the government could build a new super weapon. Gosh. It's the American dream. It's what everybody wants. We all hope that'll happen to us someday. Yep. Please build a giant super highway right through my fucking house. Please expand O'Hare Airport. I really want <laughs> I really want to be forced to move so that they could build a weapon though. <laughs> That's true. Something that will just kill lots of civilians. Yeah. I just think that's the best. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anywho, the government set aside 59,000 acres for the land, of the land for the codenamed Site X. They couldn't get 10,000 more? I guess. 69. I guess not. They, this was a different time. Yeah. These were, these were less well-developed human beings at the time. Yeah. So they set aside 50, 59,000 acres for Site X, oh. uh, which was the site where they would do the actual processing of uranium and plutonium. Production plants were constructed and were conveniently separated by natural ridges, helping reduce the potential of a catastrophic environmental disaster. Thoughtful. There was K-25, the plant that enriched uranium via gaseous diffusion, diffusion separation, a process so well known, there's no point in us dwelling on how it works, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's silly. You know, we, we could definitely explain it in detail and accurately, but we won't. We won't you. waste your time. We won't bore you. Anyway, the K-25 plant was the largest building in the world at the time at more than 6 million square feet of floor area. That's a big boy building. That's a big building. Did you know that it's like not even top 10 anymore? I would love to know what the top 10 are. Well, check out our latest episode of Indian Art Debunked. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. <laughs> Near K-25 was a building called S-50, a plant designed to enrich uranium through thermal diffusion. Another method we can, I mean, we can expertly yeah. articulate, but, you know, we don't need to now because you bunk fuckers are already super familiar and everybody is. Everyone learns this in school. So, whatever. right, right. There's no reason for us to talk about it. So, there was also the Y-12 facility, uh, which was constructed to enrich uranium via electromagnetic separation. In the Y-12 facility, uranium tetrachloride was electrically heated, producing a vapor, which was then ionized to electrically charge each molecule. The ions are then passed through electrically charged slits to create beams of charged particles, which are then sent through a strong magnetic field. The magnetic field causes the ions to separate according to their momentum the heavier ions having more momentum. The separated ions can then be collected. And finally, there was X-10, the plutonium processing plant, which was also home to the Earth's first permanent nuclear reactor. Aside from these processing plants, the government also built a town to house people who worked on the super-duper secret site. They named the town Oak Ridge. Now, it started small. Fewer than 4,000 people lived there in 1942, and the government's early 1943 estimate was that Oak Ridge would grow to 13,000 residents. Uh, by the end of 1943, Oak Ridge was home to, wait for it, 42,000 people. <laughs> it's a lot more. And eventually, 75,000 people would call Oak Ridge home in 1945. And, oh, baby, the new town had a bitchin' slogan. What you see here, what you do here, what you hear here. When you leave here, let it stay here. Oh, I mean, come on. So succinct. That's fucking sick, dude. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. This was essentially an early Tennessee version of a nuclear and military themed Las Vegas, which, oh, baby, sign me up. Without Oak Ridge, Las Vegas would not exist as we know it today. And honestly, without Oak Ridge, Fallout New Vegas might not exist either. 
Whoa, the best of all the fallouts. Yeah. So the operations at Oak Ridge were so top secret that the town got the nickname the Secret City. The whole town was fenced in, and there were more than 6,000 security personnel on site at peak levels. Interestingly, because of the sensitive nature of life at Oak Ridge, there was only one working photographer allowed on site, a guy named Ed Westcott. Check out some of his photos via links in the show notes. Very interesting stuff. The government even chose the name Oak Ridge because it was plain and wouldn't get a lot of attention. That's why they picked it over the second option, Nuclear Bombville. Oh, man. I mean, I, I could see why they picked it, but that second one, what a runner up. Yeah. They did. They held a poll. Well, I wonder what goes on there in Nuclear Bombville. What do you ever think? You ever been to Nuclear Bombville? No, no. I never had the time to go see what's over there. That makes me wonder. Probably a farming community. Yeah. Spoiler alert, bunkfuckers. World War II was ended not long after the United States. Oh, no. Sorry to spoil it it yet. Sorry to spoil it. You know, uh, I won't spoil number three because, you know, who knows? Right. Let's not spoil that yet. Um, The United States dropped atomic bombs on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's right. The Manhattan Project had been a success. Hooray! Culminating in the mass vaporization of human lives. We did it. Yay! Our favorite thing. Hooray! Um, now, what's really interesting is that the dropping of the atomic bombs was the first time that many people in Oak Ridge realized just what they had been working on. These projects were so secret, and the workers kept so siloed that the majority had no idea what they were doing or why they were doing it, which really sounds like me in every job I've ever had. I guess minus the secrecy and stuff. All right, I'm just not very competent, okay? I'll admit it. Okay. (laughs) I admit it. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) After the war, Oak Ridge's mission changed. The the United States still had a voracious appetite for nuclear weapons, what with the Cold War and all, but the cat was out of the bag, so to speak. Oak Ridge's mission wasn't so secret any longer. So here are some changes that happened. The S-50 plant was demolished not long after the end of the war. A couple of years after the war ended, the Oak Ridge facilities were transferred to the civilian organization, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission. Then in 1959, the town of Oak Ridge was officially incorporated. They went legit. Got a town council and everything. Wow, good for them. And then in 2013, demolition started on the humongous K-25 plant. Remember, one of the the largest building in the world at the time. The times, they are a-changing. That's not how the melody goes, but uh, whatever. You get it. Um, as, uh, as of this recording, the current facilities at Oak Ridge include the old Y-12 plant, which is now used for nuclear weapon processing and storage, In addition to other defense-related initiatives, X-10 is now the site of the U.S. Department of Energy's Oak Ridge National Lab. Hey, we did it! Look at us, Andy. We're learning. We got back to the Oak Ridge National Lab topic. Now we can get on to the topic. Woo! Hey, (laughs) we could have started here probably, but, you know, hey, the Atomic History Hog does what it does. Atomic History Hog's got to be released. So let's get into some of the far-out stuff, man, that's not so secret at Oak Ridge National Lab these days. Aside from the things we've already mentioned, as well as the nuclear physics business, one egghead at Oak Ridge is trying to find a parallel universe to our own. Physicist Leah Broussard refers to it as, quote, oscillation, end quote, of matter in our universe, leading to, quote, mirror matter, 
end quote. According to Broussard, if this mirror universe actually exists, it would have its own natural laws and its own identity and history. It's a universe with the same origin as our own, always there with us, but invisible to us. Broussard says our evil twins don't live in the mirror verse, but you might find things like mirrored planets or stars or maybe even mirror rocks. Who knows? Maybe in that universe, there are two hogged out podcast hosts who abduct a buff illusionary mastermind every week. Oh my God. I want to go to that mirror universe so bad. Oh my God. I want to go to that mirror universe so bad. Do that. Abduct a buff illusionary mastermind every single week. This is your chance. God, it would be so good to turn the tables. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway, in order to test uh, for the mirror universe, Broussard and team devised an experiment where they shot, they shoot a beam of subatomic particles through a 50 foot long tunnel. During this journey, the particles pass by a very strong magnet and uh, get sent into a wall. The particles shouldn't be able to get through. If any of the particles can be observed on the other side of the wall, it might mean that they went into the mirror universe and then popped back into our own. Eggheads believe that if they are able to demonstrate the existence of the mirror universe, it could explain inconsistencies in experiments on subatomic particles in our universe, as well as potentially being the um, location of dark matter, the mysterious stuff allegedly responsible for the strong gravity force holding our universe together. It was also announced by the White House in August 2020 that Oak Ridge National Lab would be one of five research hubs studying quantum information science. The five hubs will get up to $625 million through 2025, with an additional expected $300 million funding coming from non-government sources. According to the White House, in addition to the quantum information science hubs, seven research centers were also designated as artificial intelligence research hubs. Altogether, the program is focused on researching quantum networking, sensing, computing, and materials manufacturing. Now, while these eggheads are so preoccupied with whether they can locate the mirror universe and mess around with all this quantum BS, they have yet to stop to think if they should. If we've learned anything from media such as Stranger Things, it's whatever lessons we can learn from it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen it either. Okay. And I think it's about a bunch of kids and they fucking, uh, one of them gets abducted. Yeah. And- so the gist of it is, is that they, they opened the scientists at this Hawkins National Lab in, in, in Indiana. They open a portal to another dimension called the Upside Down. Oh. And so then there's monsters in this other dimension or something. Mm, and it's like messing yeah, with one of the bullshit. kids because they used they used a psychic kid right. who accidentally opened the portal. So Hey, remember the 1980s? Yeah, I remember wow. the 80s. It's kind of like a blend of Montauk. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> Thanks for your input. So You're welcome. I know a lot of people think that Stranger Things is based on the Montauk Project, but there are people who actually believe that the show is based on Oak Ridge National Lab. For example, some of the place names in the show are the same as places in Tennessee, including Roan County, which is an actual county in Tennessee, and part of Oak Ridge is in Roan County, Tennessee. Okay. People also see similarities between Oak Ridge National Lab and Hawkins National Lab in Stranger Things. Remember, Montauk was just an old military installation, a lookout for enemy ships coming past Long Island. Correct. It was not a national lab. Nope. Oak Ridge is. 
Of course, there's also the obvious uh, that the eggheads at the fictional Hawkins National Lab opened up a portal to another dimension, which sounds a lot like what nonfiction egghead Leah Broussard is trying to do. And hey, you know what's really interesting? Speaking to Knox News in 2017, Oak Ridge National Lab scientist Kelly Chip said that while Stranger Things certainly had some similarities to Oak Ridge, they got one big thing wrong, the lab coats. Chip said, quote, there's a couple of scientists coming out of the laboratory late at night and they're wearing lab coats. That's not a thing. Lab coats are personal protective equipment you wear in the lab, end quote. So all the child abduction and all that portal to another dimension stuff was pretty spot on. What the fuck, Kelly Chips? Fuck you, Kelly Chips. I'm about to get some friggin' dip and dunk your ass, Kelly Chips. The fuck? <laughs> you would, you, are you abducting children? Yeah, what's going on? Psychic children? Let's go. What the fuck, Kelly Chips? The fuck, Kelly Chips? What the fucking crinkle you up in a bag and then... Pour you and just so I don't get my Ooh. fingers dirty. That's the one thing that's ruffled my feathers. Um, <laughs> I got ruffles here. Yeah. I'm not just going to lay down and take this. <laughs> now, this has got me really sour creamed and onioned over this. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that. that. I mean, right. look, I think people are going to barbecue me for that one. Pretty bad. Um. It's fun to speculate if Oak Ridge National Lab may be trying to open a portal to another dimension. It's so fun to do that and release horrible monsters into our world. Oh, wait. That's not fun at all. Yeah. I was wrong. Fucking weird fun you're having. Oops. Weirdo. I retract my previous statement. Well, whatever. Fuck that. Uh, There's even more sinister things that Oak Ridge National Lab is connected to. Things like secret radiation experiments on human patients without the consent of said human patients. When the Manhattan Project really got going, it really got its engines revving. The eggheads in charge didn't really understand much about the impact of radiation on the human body. While they irradiated, I mean, a fuck ton of animals to try and figure it out, they couldn't be sure of the impact on humans. With so many workers being exposed to lots of radiation in support of the project's aims, it was decided to start experimenting on human subjects all over the country. But, you know, instead of, like, asking people if they would participate in the study, they decided to just start injecting people with uh, radioactive materials like plutonium and uranium when they were seeking medical treatment for other ailments. A classic U.S. government strat. Name a more iconic duo. (laughs) Dr. Heimer Friedel joined the U.S. Army in 1942 and was the first Army doctor assigned to the Manhattan Project. He was the deputy to the health director for the project, Stanford Warren, and was sent to Oak Ridge. From Oak Ridge, Friedel was in charge of the human experiments carried out at facilities in Chicago, Berkeley in California, Rochester in New York, and at Oak Ridge Hospital in Oak Ridge. The first subject of these clandestine MK Ultra type radiation injections was a man named Eb Cade. Eb was 53 years old when he showed up at Oak Ridge Hospital following a car crash. Eb had a broken arm and a broken leg, but was healthy otherwise. Dr. Friedel, for reasons unknown, selected Eb as a subject for plutonium injection. So Eb came into the hospital on March 24th, 1945. I remember with just an arm and a leg fracture and was injected with 4.7 micrograms of plutonium on April 10th, 1945. They kept him waiting this whole time without setting his bones 
And then Ebb still didn't get treated until April 15th, all because doctors at Oak Ridge wanted to biopsy Ebb's bone samples after they had given him the objection. Jesus Christ. They also took 15 of Ebb's teeth, even though it's not really certain if Ebb had tooth decay. The initial wave of tests involved 30 subjects and none were really made aware of what was being done to them. Of the patients who received plutonium injections, only one patient is known to have signed a consent form, but the form didn't actually explain the injection or the risk associated. Now, if this all wasn't bad enough, experiments in radiation continued during the Cold War. Oak Ridge National Lab oversaw uranium injections on 11 people suffering from terminal illnesses at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Oak Ridge scientists involved in the experiments claim they always sought consent from the patients and their families before the injections, though no documentation really supports this. Oh, uh, also, at least one patient uh, was selected after arriving at the emergency room after being found unconscious, suffering from a brain hemorrhage. So, you know, take the whole consent thing with a big hearty grain of salt. (laughs) I take everything with a hearty grain of salt. That's true. So another interesting thing about these uranium injections performed in the 1950s is that they were initiated to test the occupational guidelines for uranium exposure. So the amount of uranium you could be exposed to through your job, basically, like right. on the job, the how much safe, you could be exposed yes. to, the safe level of exposure. When the What the research found is that uranium concentrated in the kidneys at a higher rate than was thought at the time. Despite the findings, the occupational maximum limits for uranium exposure were not decreased. The MK Ultra esque medical research programs were eventually scrapped, but there are people who think that Oak Ridge National Lab might be endangering public health without consent still to this day. There's some suspicion that Oak Ridge expanded operations to incorporate areas in the nearby Appalachian Mountain Range, potentially making use of underground caves for storage of nuclear weapons or secret military operations, or even just for storage of radioactive waste. And the storage of nuclear waste is actually an important point for Oak Ridge. The U.S. Department of Energy released a report in 1983 which said that there were high levels of Oh wow, I didn't even think about this. There were high levels of um, mercury. How do you say it? Mercury. 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 That was pretty good. High levels of mercury. Released from Oak Ridge into the local water supply via Fork Poplar Creek. In the 1960s and 70s, Oak Ridge got rid of some of its nuclear waste by injecting it into the earth through hydrofracturing or fracking. Uh, Release the fracking! Um, Oak Ridge was eventually ordered by a federal judge to fall in line with the environmental regulations or to frack off. Frack off out of here. Get the frack out of here. Mother fracker. And so since 1989, the Department of Energy has been working on cleaning up Oak Ridge, as well as other sites involved in the Manhattan Project and Cold War nuclear efforts. By the year 2024, the Department of Energy thinks they will finally have completed soil and groundwater remediation efforts in East Tennessee Technology Park, which used to be home to the K-25 facility. But hey. Oak Ridge, despite all that, still has plenty of nuclear waste to get rid of. This stuff has been building up since the 1940s. And don't forget, Oak Ridge's Y-12 facility is also used to store nuclear weapons-related materials from all over the country. There's a lot of radioactive shit to keep track of here, okay? 
Now, that's not to mention that a plan to put a huge nuclear waste dump inside a mountain in Nevada got shut down for well, a lot of different reasons that basically just underscored what a terrible idea it was to begin with. Um, who builds a nuclear waste dump on a fault line where there are frequent earthquakes? Who thought that one up? <laughs> and who would want to transport radioactive waste all the way across the country? That's just asking for problems. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. In 1996, a brand spanking new tunnel opened uh, connecting Middleboroughs, Kentucky and Cumberland Gap, Tennessee. The tunnel replaced a mountain route, which was responsible for an average five deaths of motorists per year and was sometimes referred to as Massacre Mountain. Don't you won't come back from Massacre Mountain. The tunnel was constructed through the mountains rather than on top of them, making the drive much safer and allowing for the historic Cumberland Gap area to be restored to its original splendor. Cumberland Gap National Park in the area as well, and the tunnel goes through the park. So why do we bring this up? Well, because under the tunnel is an extensive network of underground caves and freshwater springs. These caused considerable trouble when building the tunnel, because, you know, they don't make a very stable foundation. Uh, It's also worth it to note that the tunnel has special hazmat procedures where traffic is generally stopped in both directions and hazmat vehicles are given an escort through the tunnel. According to the Cumberland Gap Tunnel Authority, yes, that's a real organization. We did not make that up. (laughs) It takes an extra care to protect the national park land through which the tunnel runs. Some people think that the tunnel was built to allow easy transport for radioactive waste or secret military stuff from Oak Ridge, which is a slightly more than 70-mile drive away. So radioactive waste gets created at Oak Ridge, gets put on a truck, and driven to the caves underneath the national park. Or maybe it's top-secret military projects that are being carried out below the mountains. What do you think, Bunk Funkers? What other secrets is Oak Ridge National Lab hiding? Maybe they've continued their project of despicable clandestine medical experiments. Or maybe they're working on building a portal to another universe only to fuck up the one we live in. Or maybe it's just your routine U.S. government conspiracy where they're trying to find secret ways to not do something they are legally supposed to, like dispose of nuclear waste in a responsible way and not by contaminating the groundwater. Whatever is actually going on, it's time for Art and I to make like uranium-235 and uranium-238 and a calutron and separate into our respective isotopes for collection. By which I mean, we gotta be hitting the old dusty trail. Uh, a little travel music, maestro. Ding. Giddy up, boom, pop, boom, pop, a mow, mow. Giddy up, boom, pop, boom, pop, a mow, mow. Whole enchilada, yum. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hi 
Chapotis, comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back, Bunk Funkers. That was our research of Oak Ridge National Lab. Bop, 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 bop. That's their theme song. Get your blood tested or don't. Hey, radiation. Let us inject you with radioactive elements da, 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 da. yikes that's a uh that's pretty fucked up <laughs> you know very fucked up you know it's kind of interesting uh, Art, yeah. we've been doing this we did been doing this podcast for a couple of years yeah and almost three years now yeah wow. will soon be three years but we've covered a lot of topics we really have the very first thing that we covered was mk ultra yes we did that was our very first inaugural episode a very uh, maybe maybe a, a topic too big to Cover for your first topic. Yeah, maybe we should have. We maybe should have picked something else. But apropos topic. Right, right. But it worked. So maybe it didn't. I don't know. Tell us if it worked or yeah, not. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, or not. We don't care. Yeah. But it's in the past. We can't do anything about it now. We're not going to remaster it. We're not going to go back and rewrite it. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Cast it with different hosts. Yeah. <laughs> that might help, actually. That might actually help. This All show right. be better. Thank you for the idea, Bunk Funkers. Okay. All right. So, well, we did MK Ultra first. Uh-huh. MKUltra is one of those topics that's a little bit foundational. Very foundational. For conspiracy type of, um, you know, thinking. Because it's like this was this this was a conspiracy that got proved to be true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting that as we've gone and we've done two years worth of episodes every week, for the most part, with only several gaps of months at a time. <laughs> they, uh... But two years worth of weekly episodes, and we've we've circled back a few times to something that's sort of similar in this same umbrella of MK Ultra, and it just keeps coming up again and again. Like all these topics, you go back to anything the U.S. government was doing in the 1940s, 50s, 60s. There's a good chance that they were giving people medical treatments or dealing with people's bodies without asking them, just to see what would happen. Yeah, a um, lot of abuse of citizens. Very much so. It's uh, it's kind of fucked up uh, that they just straight up go and do that to people. Um, you know, it's you know, it's it's uh, God. I mean, what do you what do you say about it? Yeah, it's just it's really fucked. It's up. fucked up. Yeah. I mean, Ebcade <laughs> sat around for three weeks. Yeah, with a broken arm and a broken leg. Right. Just so that they could decide when to inject him against his, without his consent, yeah. with plutonium. 
and then biopsy his bones. Right. And then it didn't, so they didn't set his bones for three weeks. He could have just, he could have been fine. He could have gotten cast and been out of there in like a day. I don't know. How long would it have taken? Uh, yeah. Um, and then there was a st- another story. I mean, obviously there's multiple victims of this. We didn't have time to go into every story, but somebody who came in with a suspected like stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. The doctors found out right away it wasn't stomach cancer, but they kept him in the hospital under the guise of cancer treatment so they could inject him with, you know, nuclear material. These are the kernels of truth that um, give rise to like lots of conspiracy. Right. Especially conspiracies happening possibly right now. And this is where this is where we find out we can't trust the government. Like they're not <laughs> trying to take care of us necessarily. Right. They're trying to further their own aims. Yeah. Um, and those don't always include our well-being. Well, I mean, I was just saying like, you know, in general, like, um, just like with, with, with lots of different things. Right. Um, yeah. You know, this is why other stuff that you might otherwise say is not believable at all. Mm. And you can go, well, MK ultra turned out to be true. Why not this? This has me wondering though, Andy, sometimes like we always kind of, sometimes I feel like a lot of our, I'm almost making fun of us. Bunk funkers. Like I'm giving you bunk funker believers. You should make fun of us. A an out here. (laughs) Or I'm giving you like, I'm giving you credit. Um, I feel like one of our cop out statements for a lot of things is like, do you really think that like a whole, like all those people could really be convinced that this is a blah, 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 or like could be under a ruse. And it's like that fucking 75,000 people working and not one spilled the beans, Andy. You know, how what? do we, how do we fucking say that? I, uh, I saw that we made fun of it on nine 11. Yeah. We made fun of it on moon landing hoax. Not that I don't disbelieve those arguments. I still believe those arguments. Yeah. Yeah. Bunkfunker believers might be looking at us and saying, like, you fucking fools. Well, that's fair. 75,000 people living in a town, working on secret government projects. Not one questioned it. Not one discovered the real motives behind what they were doing. Yeah. Nobody leaked it. Yeah. There, so there were a lot of... A lot of people had jobs in the town, right? Like, this was not... Yeah. This was not, like, just a regular town where it's like, oh, some... You know, some people are, some people work, maybe some people don't work, whatever. You know, there's all kinds of different, like, work statuses. This is like, everybody here, the adults are all pretty much working because they need, like, round-the-clock efforts for this. So, they trained a bunch of people, um, a lot of women, actually, to do these, to run these Calutron machines, which are the things that do this electromagnetic separation Mm -hmm. of the uranium. So... They sit in front of the machine. They don't see the workings of the machine. You know, it's like they sit in front of a panel of dials and stuff. And then everything that they're doing happens behind the scenes. They don't see this. So they sit in front of the machine all day and they work the Calutron and they do whatever. One of the women who worked one of these machines was featured prominently in a photograph. One of Ed Westcott's photographs that became, you know, was something that got released at some point and the woman in the photograph, she's right up front working the Calutron. And there's a bunch of people also working their Calutrons. She said she had no idea what she was doing until after the bomb got dropped. 
that nobody that was working on these Calutrons, they didn't know what they were doing. They just got trained on how to use the machine. So they had no idea what the machine did. Mm. They had no idea what the ultimate goal was. They just knew what they were supposed to do to work the machine. And then they just worked the machine. So is the cop out that we're taking is it's just a product of its time? I don't know. I don't think this we get a pass. the 1940s. People just fell in line a little bit more. Maybe we don't get a pass. Maybe we have to say the Manhattan Project invalidates at least some of our argument yeah. about, oh, the moon landing can't be faked because all of these NASA scientists, nobody would have ever, you know, no, not all of these people could have been in on it. Right. Maybe that invalidates that argument. Maybe, Maybe it doesn't, invalidates doesn't. the argument of 9-11 that it would have taken the efforts of so many people coordinating their efforts and nobody would have done anything. Although 9-11 is a little bit different, I think. 9-11 is a little bit different because you had like, to actually fly the airplane. Like the people who were on yeah, the airplane. Right. In the atomic it bombs, was more they of knew like what a, they were a doing. Sin of omission, I think, was a bulk of our 9-11 argument. Was right. That, this was preventable easily. Right. And then it also was covered up afterwards. Like the air, time. like the airplane pilots knew what they were doing. Yeah. In the World War II. Yeah. Like even if they didn't know the extent of what the atomic bomb would do, because they never dropped an atomic bomb before, obviously. Right. They knew they were going there to kill Japanese people. Yeah. Like, and that's it. <laughs> right. And which I mean They just knew it was of highly trained. Like, obviously, right. like you had to be. And right. And I feel like the the classic, like the airline pilot who does what the government says is like a classic trope um, seen throughout media and within history where it's like, yeah, this guy's trained to do one mission and one mission only flies planes. Just, he doesn't ask questions, literally doesn't know how to do anything else. He flies these experimental planes and that's he falls in line. Um, not that I'm saying that people can't fall in line or be coerced. Um, I think, you know. Does a thing like Oak Ridge exist in the age of the internet? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think they could get away with it now. It would. Ha it wouldn't. It wouldn't be able to be that scope. I don't yeah. think it would take like CCP levels of like. Because <laughs> yeah, they. You when you think about it, they would have to totally shut down. You couldn't have internet, right? Like they, the you, people you'd would, have to like whatever internet connections they're making would have to be like then siloed and blocked, right? But then it's like I don't know how the fuck you fake that. Yeah, I don't know how you fake that. Yeah. Well, you make people think they're using the public internet, but they're not. They're not. Like, you'd have to have a whole team of government workers mm. fucking liking people's Instagram posts. So what you're saying come out of Oak Ridge. is that we could set up a fake town and we Bunkerville? can let the people think that they're using the internet, but it just goes to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast.com. It's not the actual website address. It's Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time.com. Right? I don't Something know. Like that. It's very know. long. It's too long. For I got it bookmarked. I don't fucking look at it. <laughs> you just Google Mr. Bunker's conspiracy time. You'll find it too long for me to remember. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think that Oak Ridge can exist in the, in the age of the internet. I don't think it can. Yeah. I think the Manhattan project would be one of those things that they wouldn't be able, because you have to keep in mind too. Oak Ridge wasn't the only place doing this. There were multiple sites. Like they were working on this in Los Alamos as well. So there, there are sites all over the country that are being coordinated by the Manhattan project. God damn. So there's citizens working, you know, in all of these places all over the country. And none of them ultimately really know, Hey, we're building the atomic bomb. Like we're building a new super weapon that's never existed before. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like 
I'm sure that that's maybe happening. I don't know. I think I think warfare maybe has changed because we kind of we have like the capability of just blowing the absolute shit out of somewhere, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of other countries do as well. Right. I feel like warfare is changing to like, you know, either you always talk about like super soldiers, but like I feel like it's going cyber. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's leaving behind that like you know, just mass destruction kind of thing, but like. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is like this idea that like it's just wild to think that like your country and your government is like, oh, we're gonna build a fucking super massive weapon of destruction to blow the shit out of a place. Yeah. Like, isn't that a wild thought to think? And like they're like, okay, how are we gonna do it? We're gonna set up like fucking five fake towns and just pump it. We're gonna brute force it. Just pump it full of like a hundred thousand people each and just, I don't know, make them all test shuff 247. Well, it's you like, know what kind of that's like a cocaine idea, dude. Well, you know what? Okay. Oak Ridge, here's here's the the dichotomy of this topic. Yeah. Oak Ridge, the Manhattan Project, it sort of gives us pause about saying how people could keep all this secret and whatever. It rebuts our presumptions on that a little bit. On the other hand, does it make things like the pyramid more believable? Where yeah. people said, we're just going to fucking do this and yeah, we're going to get no, it done. Exactly. We don't give a shit what it takes. Yeah. Because who could... That's always been my argument. Who could envision that within... I mean, if you if you got told, okay, in two years you have to figure out how to take this chemical reaction <laughs> that was discovered in a lab by bombarding an element with neutrons that it splits and it produces... Make sure that that happens enough times that you get enough material in one place that when it's charged, you know, when you have some sort of concussive like explosion thing that also that'll create this critical reaction where there'll be all these chain reactions of this stuff just splitting off. And it'll be the hugest amount of energy that's ever been released on earth before by human beings and do that in two years. Like it's amazing that it even happened. Yeah. I mean, how many people's lives were affected and sacrificed? <laughs> yeah. Not even in, I mean, just in the, the dropping of it, but the um, the um, creation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to think, uh, you know, around Oak Ridge, anecdotally, people say there's higher, higher rates of cancer. Mm-hmm. Some of the older folks there who probably worked in these plants, because again, they didn't have, they weren't totally aware of all the effects on the human body. Obviously, that's why they did some of these terrible experiments on people to try to figure that out. So to say that people were wearing proper equipment and stuff is just not true. So who knows how many people got way overexposed to radioactive material while working. Yeah. On they weren't hitting up that PPE. Yeah. They didn't have their PPEs out. Mm-hmm. That's why I go everywhere with my PPE. 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 Yeah. PPE. My PPE. I go everywhere with my PPE. Not your Pepe. Every before I go into any place, I'm whipping out my PP. Strapping on my PP. People can't hear you over your PP. Right. If I'm going to the grocery store, you better believe I'm pulling out my PP when I get there. <laughs> um you got any other points you want to bring up about Oak Ridge? Uh that was kind of my main one was that does it make us rethink some of our earlier um some of our earlier points to support our verdicts. I still think those points stand. I don't think they're invalid. I don't think this invalidates our arguments. 
But maybe I think I've always leaned less on that argument than you. I think you really like that argument. Oh, I love it. I I don't. I still it love much. it because I think people are a lot more like people just go with the flow a lot more than I think we give them credit for. You're probably like, right. Like I'm the type of person that never goes with any flow. I'm impossible to deal with. It's, I get okay. bent out of shape about minor inconveniences. Everything. No, you don't. But you're so. I know you're like me because you're so anti-confrontation. All right, that's true. You know how hard it is for me to cancel plans with somebody? That's how fucking anti conference <laughs> I feel like I'm like imposing on them. Like, oh my God, like, oh, geez, I have to come up with like a very valid excuse. Most people live their lives. They just go through and they just say, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. not coming. Yeah. And they just go on with their life. And I'm like racking my brain for like, well, here's the reason why it's X, Y, and Z. And it's really important. And also I'm very sorry. And like, it's like, you know, because I'm so anti-confrontation. Yeah, that an invitation is an obligation. Right. So I know you're like me. You are go with the flow. It shows It shows how caring I actually am. I really care about what other people think. How they feel. I don't know if you could work at Oak Ridge National Lab, that level of anti-confrontation, but maybe you could. I don't know. That's a good question. Would you work a job where you were like, I don't know what I'm doing. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I Turning just these knobs. <laughs> I, I don't know. It would be I weird. I was work today, Andy. Great. I turned 40 knobs. Yeah, it, why? I don't know. I read, a but very, I did it. I read a very like short anecdote where there was somebody whose father worked in the plants at Oak Ridge for forty years or something, retired, and he, all he would tell his family is that he worked on he worked on the machines. That's it. That's all they knew about his job, and it's kind of funny because maybe that's all he knew about his job. How do you train that person? I don't know. That's the thing that gets me is is like I think about these these workers working on the Calutron, right? Yeah. And you tell me like, here's how you work the machine. I'd be like, okay, well what, what happens if it doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do? Well, then you come get somebody. <laughs> it's like, wait, but what does it do? I would ask probably too many questions. Yeah, you would. They'd probably be like, okay, you're a little too like, yeah, we're going to go make coffee. Go to the coffee room. Coffee. Oh, this is before there were coffee breaks. Okay. Well, go outside. <laughs> Have a smoke. Smoke your required pack of cigarettes a day. Your rationed pack of cigarettes. Selby. It's a, it was a, it's a very. I think you bring up a good point. Why? I think you bring up a good point. How? That. Expand. Maybe it is. Enhance. Maybe that people do probably go with the flow more than we give them credit for. I don't think so. Now, now less so because you have the internet. Sure. I think people can Google things if they don't understand things and they can get answers and results from people. There's too much globalization is, is changed the way we interact with even information. Yeah. If I don't understand something, I can Google. If, if somebody, I mean, there's still certain things where it's like, you know, do you take your mechanics word for you or, but like, I can get a good look at my car by sticking my head up my mechanics ass. I'll take the car's word for it. <laughs> Please stop doing that to your mechanic. Please. He doesn't deserve that. He asked me. No, he didn't. Yeah. Stop that. No, he, he didn't. Check under the hood. Wink, wink. <laughs> no wonder you get such a good deal. You fuck. Yeah, I do fuck. My yeah, mechanic. That waiting room has a casting couch on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know what you're doing. Yeah. All the mags are porno mags. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take my car in for a service every week. <laughs> That's not the only thing getting serviced. Yeah. Oh no, I need another lube job. 
Um, uh, I think my rims are a little, you know, out of sync. Jesus Christ. Maybe I need a little bit of a rim job. But, like, you don't just go, to, like, hmm? I mean, hmm? you, you, you look up stuff on Yelp now. You look up reviews for things. You might not, go, like, so maybe you don't even, I mean, I'm not everybody has the luxury of doing that. I understand this is uh, fucking choosing where you're going to do your laundry or where you're going to bring your dry cleaning versus uh, the one fucking work opportunity you have in your area. I understand the difference between those two things, you know? So you might be like, well, I don't want to work at fucking Oak Ridge National Lab, but uh, I got a family to provide for and I'm going to go do it. Yeah. So I understand that like some people might not, but you know, anyway, the point is, I think that people nowadays interact with things differently. You might look something up. You might not understand how to do something at your own job. So you Google how I do that all the fucking time. <laughs> I Google how other people would handle this problem. Yeah. How to talk to a coworker. <laughs> how to maintain eye contact over Zoom and stop staring at your own face in the Zoom panel. Um, I do only look at myself. I have a hard time not looking. I want to make sure I look okay. I mean, I don't, but yeah, I don't want to look any worse. I just want to make sure the light is hitting me in the right place. Yeah. Because my coworkers don't think I'm fucking sexy. Then, well, we got a fucking problem. I always dial in from my mechanics. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? What? People uh, Google things a little bit more. I, I, yeah. We're, we're debating whether an Oak Ridge type of deal can happen nowadays. Yeah. I feel like you just, you would let things slip out. Like, think about all the people who fucking, uh, like, every, anytime there's like, like the, that dude who was working at, there was some dude who was like working at some fast food place and he was like filming himself putting his balls in the coleslaw <laughs> or something. <laughs> or whatever he was doing, he was like sticking his dick in the fucking Big Mac sauce. Right. And it's like that kind of shit gets released. Like, right. Secret stuff gets released. Yeah. People have phones. They take their fucking, they take photos of stuff. They really? sneak stuff around. I mean, really, it is kind of a wonder that this didn't, that the Manhattan Project didn't get blown up by espionage. Literally. You know, that, that it didn't, that it wasn't found out by Germans. Yeah. You would have had um, ample opportunity. Of course, maybe they knew and they just couldn't stop it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they just didn't have the right operatives yeah, I mean, and resources to actually hamstring it enough. Well, when did the European theater end? Uh, in so 1945. Officially? Yeah. Well, when did the U.S. get involved in the European conflict? 1941. And when did Oak Ridge start? Uh, 43? No, they started. They started looking for land in 1941. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. German spies. Yeah. I feel like the U.S. would probably were maybe a little bit more worried about the Pacific conflict going on. Well, eventually, because eventually it was the only conflict. Europe ended before the Pacific conflict. Right. When did that one end? I don't remember the date. June or July. Sometime, I think. Okay. If I remember right. I could look it up, but I won't. All right. Well, we're not going to look it up. Um, remember, we don't have Google. Right. Um, we're pretending that we live in 1945. 
I don't know, Andy, do you think that there's anything nefarious still going on there in Oak Ridge National Lab? Do you think they're doing some secret crazy shit, or is it just a cover-up for the EPA Superfund division? I think that... I get the sense that Oak, Oak Ridge now is building itself on this legacy of all of the nuclear... Nuclear. Nuclear work that they did as part of the Manhattan Project. You know, they have all this equipment around. They're looking into nuclear energy, you're saying? The nuclear energy, but like nuclear science, like science of the nucleus. It's becoming like a tech hub? Yeah, it's a tech hub. It's a a lot of these national labs had to to repurpose themselves Mm -hmm. after it wasn't necessary for them to build so many nuclear weapons anymore. Mm -hmm. So they do all kinds of different stuff. And Oak Ridge seems to be like... You know, have a wide portfolio of stuff that it works on now. And they're stockpiling. They're stock. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's what's interesting is like Y twelve is still they're still housing nuclear weapons. Yeah, it's a huge part of the nuclear like arsenal for the United States. Like as far as the uh, the production of weapons goes, which is you know it's not this. It's not like it used to be. Arby's Y twelve. So we have the, the nuclear weapons. I don't know why Y twelve. We have the nukes, <laughs> but they do other defense type projects too now. Mm. So it's uh, again, it's sort of like X10 or S10 became uh, Oak Ridge National Lab. Y12 now does a, a variety of things. It's not just producing nuclear weapons anymore. Do I think there's still nefarious stuff going on? I think it's probably more that the is that run- the conspiracy. Yeah, I think there's probably still more. I think it's. I think honestly, it's probably the more run of the mill th- stuff that they probably are trying to figure out a way to get rid of that nuclear waste. And despite all of the crowing that they do about taking care of the environment and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like, well, they abused the environment for 50 years and then are finally going to clean it up after you know, fracking to put nuclear waste in the dirt, uh, polluting the local water supply, um, and. I wouldn't put it past them to be hauling hazardous materials to some cave in the Cumberland Gap, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of good evidence that they're actually doing that. Mm. But do I think that they're beyond it? I don't think so. I think they would do it. Mm. Just because it's a big problem. They're getting to that point where they don't have room for more nuclear waste. Right. So if they run out of space to properly store this, it becomes a huge issue. And it's already kind of an issue because they have so much of it. So they have to figure out something to do with it. And actually, across the country, that's a big issue, is nuclear waste storage. What to do with all of the stuff that comes off of uh, nuclear power plants, even, that are in different places. Because all that waste has to go somewhere. Yeah. Like in Finland, they're building this huge underground vault where they're going to store their waste. So it's like on some island, and there's this half a mile long concrete vault underneath the earth where they're going to put all the waste. Half a mile long concrete vault. I think that's the, I think that's right. Are we sure that's not Scrooge McDuck building a <laughs> yeah, vault big. to put all of his money? Yeah. Well, this is going to be that except radioactive waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's better not dive into that. He's going to dive in and then he's yeah. going to come out mutated. Right. Splooge um, McDuck. Yes. Splooge McDuck. Um, isn't it so weird that he was Scottish? No. Does that ever... Why was he Scottish? 
Um, uh, as we know, common trope: Scottish people are rich. Yeah, all Scottish people. All Scottish people known for their extreme. Scottish wealth. listeners, let us know what you think. Scottish, yeah, all our Scotch listeners, tell us about how much money you have. There's this uh, fitness guy that sometimes I watch on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he's from Glasgow. Yeah, I can't understand a word he's fucking saying. <laughs> it can be tough. Scottish listeners, I'm sorry. I love you. I fucking love you. I'm part Scottish, technically. Not that I really buy into that shit, but technically I am. Yeah. Um, I have ancestors. I could trace my ancestors. You mean that you had ancestors who lived in Scotland? Yeah. Yeah. Two Scottish brothers came over to America. Two Scottish brothers. My favorite uh, Cartoon Network cartoon. They both married Native American women. Wow. That's where my part of my family lineage starts. Wow. Um... Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. I just think it's funny. I can't understand a word he's fucking saying. Thank you for bringing that up. That really contributed to this conversation about Oak Ridge National Lab. Yep. All right, Andy, uh, you want to get to verdicts here on Oak Ridge National Lab, or what do you want to do? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you just let me what you want to do? Oh, oh, oh. You're going to talk about Glasgow. Yeah, I guess you, as the co-host, don't want to take control of the show, so let me just do it. Yeah, you drive. All right, well, get in. Here, take the wheel. I'm going to get in the backseat. Jesus, take the wheel. So... I'll give this a verdict. Yeah. Because I'm just going to kind of be blanket. Is Oak Ridge working on something nefarious? Nefarious. Are they keeping secrets? Yeah. And I'm going to give it plausible plus plus. Whoa, dude. You're in the green. Just they're, like the ground. They're keeping secrets still. Oh, yeah. I think, it again, I think it's more of a mundane type of variety. Sure. Because they seem to be very open about quantum technology quantum computing which you know i don't oh yeah we didn't talk about the mirrorverse at all the mirrorverse yeah the mirrorverse is kind of interesting but again it's more based on nuclear science than it is anything yeah it's because when they study the behavior of atoms when they do certain experiments with atoms right they find that Parts of the atom disappear mm-hmm. in ways that they don't expect. We don't understand that the, the the like we've said in the holofractal universe and many other topics right. is that the physics of our natural world do not make sense in the world of quantum. Yeah, we're we're to this point where we can run experiments mm-hmm. on things double slit that we don't quite understand the results of. Right. Yeah, we don't have enough information about the physical world around us to fully understand the results that we see. Right. So they run some experiments. They see little parts, protons, neutrons, whatever, disappearing Mm -hmm. from atoms when they don't expect that. Right. And then they come back later. Mm -hmm. Where do they go? There's a suspicion that there's a universe right alongside ours that we just can't see that it's, it's mirroring all of our matter and everything. And it's got the same origin as us. Because what they did also at Oak Ridge is they ran this simulation, right? Where they simulated the Big Bang, basically. And in the simulation- they had an orgy. Right. They simulated- Chuck Lorre was the producer, and they fucked each other. (laughs) They were two and a half men. Oh, boy. And so they- But they ran the (laughs) simulation- They ran the simulation of the Big Bang, and- there were two paths, basically. So, like, what they found is that... Dude! Matter expanded, like, the way that we think about it, right? Like, stuff started... When, at the moment of the Big Bang, matter explodes outward, right? And it starts expanding. Whoa. But what they found is that not all of the matter went in the simulation went to the exact same place at the same rate or whatever. So, 
some of it seemed to be going a different direction in time. Holy fuck. If that makes sense. No. So it's like our, our universe, Big Bang happens. It just starts expanding, right? Uh-huh. And it's been expanding ever since. It's never snapped back. Well, this other, this other set of matter in there expanded at a different rate. So they have two basically paths for all of the matter that was in the universe. Some of it expanding at one rate and some of it expanding at a different rate. Yeah. So what the thought process is that there's actually a shadow universe. Yeah. A sh- like everything that's here, there's the same. It's based off the same initial matter, but it's in a different time basically than us. It's, Holy fuck. It's at a different rate of time. So it's got its own history. It's been developing for however many years since the Big Bang, billions of years or whatever, but it's just at a different rate. So it's just like ours, potentially. It's right alongside us. We just can't see it. Dude, I'm so into that. And that's what they think might be dark matter, the stuff that holds our whole universe together. All right, this is my idea. This is TM. No one can have this. Okay. What if at the Big Bang, like, okay, the Big Bang happens... Okay, this is my like right. fucking the my midnight toker. Our midnight toker fucking bunk bunkers are gonna love this one. Right, this one's for you. Big bang happens. All the matter in the world we start expanding. But like, what if there's an actual fucking mirror at the center of the universe? <laughs> and like, we think that matter is expanding in the opposite direction, but really it's just a reflection of our matter expanding outward. And then there's like a whole nother fucking like universe on the other side of the mirror. And you go to the center of the universe, and it's like a mirror. Anyway, that's my sci-fi concept, bro. Well, it's just a reflection of ours. The what center. If that's it. The center of the universe. It's just a bunch of black holes. So maybe you're not wrong. Maybe I'm not wrong, dude. Maybe you're not wrong. Maybe I'm not wrong. TM, that's my idea. TM, the art. That's TM. my sci-fi concept. I'm gonna write a cool Chuck Lorre. Call him. No, 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 no. He not wants Chuck to make Lurie. a sitcom. Nope. Call I'm gonna him. make a cool fucking sci-fi book, and then okay. someone's gonna adapt it into a TV show for Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna be called The Art wow. Spants. The arts, the arts pants, the arts pants, arts pants. You heard it here first. <laughs> arts pants. What do you think mirror verse Andy and art are like? Well, they're at a different time. That's the thing. And this they is, exist. This is what Broussard <laughs> says about this. Basically, is that in the mirror verse. You people have all their own experiences, right? If there even are people, oh my God. they don't know. Th- Maybe human life didn't develop in that universe. Whoa. They don't know. There may not be people. They can surmise that. Do you think they can sub to the Patreon though? <laughs> Maybe. There's only one way to find out, and that's to shoot this podcast down that tunnel. <laughs> we gotta shoot this podcast. I see if it goes through that universe. wall. <laughs> <laughs> that was getting good. But I, I hope there's a mirror verse Andy and Art, and I hope that they're fucking less cool than us. My point is, they might, they might be trying to open a portal, but it doesn't seem that it's. They're not using a psychic child. They're not abducting children to do right, it. Right. It's just that they're trying to like figure this out. So are they going to open a portal? Probably not, but they might figure out how to shoot atoms through to the mirror universe. Could they fuck up our whole existence? Yeah, maybe. They don't know. But do it, I don't know that it's necessarily nefarious, but, you know, plausible plus plus no, nonetheless. Wow. Well, one day we'll discover the mirror verse and we'll truly live our dream of fucking ourselves yeah. um find yourself in the mirror verse you know what's you weird? kill yourself in the mirror verse do you die in real life no oh 
It's totally separate. It's a reverse. But the thing that would happen is they think we're the mirror verse. Would you be able to please your mirror self sexually? <laughs> of course I would. You think that, but you don't know what they like. It's true. They have totally different experiences. Right? Are they really even you then though? Mm-hmm. Not really. So I guess you just got to find a doppelganger. So you're just mirror-verse. fucking somebody from the mirror universe. <laughs> But if it looks like you, hey, I found my doppelganger in the mirror. That looks nothing like, no, no, it's, it's me. It's, it's me. You just fuck some guy in the mirror verse, man. Like you're just, you're just jerking off some dude. No, no it's my me. doppelganger. My it's doppelganger. me. This guy totally said, <laughs> this guy totally said he's mirror Robert Fagels. And he wants to appear in my next book. <laughs> Robert, you're just jerking somebody off. No, no, no. No, no. He's going to be my next character in it's Robert Fagel's. Robert Fagel's translates the Canterbury Tales. <laughs> he's going to be the handsome stranger. <laughs> he's giving me one right now. Um, What's my verdict on Oak Ridge National Lab? Um, You know... A lot of money coming into that lab. A lot of money. A lot of money and a lot of uh, secret donos, huh? 300 mil that we don't know who that's coming from, right? Yeah, that, that, the White House Private said, dono. The White House said, that's the official White House statement even. Right. Almost a billion dollars. Now, it's not all going to Oak Ridge, of course. It's going to some of these other yeah. hubs. But Oak Ridge is going to get a piece of that pie. I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to match you at Plausible Plus Plus. Actually, right? Because you, you um, know something's happening. Something's going on there. It may not be a big deal, but something's happening. They're they're trying to discover the Mirrorverse. Uh, the Mirrorverse might have oh my God. mass destruction. Wouldn't it be awesome if they could open the Mirrorverse and send all the nuclear waste there? That'd be a great solution. <laughs> that would be a great solution. We could solution. get rid of all our garbage, all of our stuff, just shoot in the Mirrorverse. <laughs> then the Mirrorverse starts shooting their shit back at us. Oh, man. Who knows what trash is like for them? Could be like... Precious gems. That would be sick. And sports cars. Yeah. And hand-drawn pictures of naked ladies. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, if the Mirrorverse had no human population, I mean, that would be an interesting quandary. I guess I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Do you really give a shit? Not really. The Mirrorverse. And then we could close it off. It would never come back. Yeah. Honestly, the mirrorverse could solve all of our problems. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it really could. Well, Bugfuckers, uh, that was our verdict on Oak Ridge National Lab. Let us know what you think. Uh, use the hashtag. Ooh. Um, I mean, there's Into the Mirrorverse. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, hashtag Robert Fagel's No Way Home. <laughs> Robert Bagel's No Way Home. Let us know what you think about the Oak Ridge National Lab and what you do in the Mirrorverse. Um, oh, yeah. I'd love to hear what your thoughts on what we should do, what you would do in the Mirrorverse or what we should do collectively right. as a species to the Mirrorverse. Um, oh, we could all move to the Mirrorverse. We could. We could just start over. That'd probably be pretty hard. Well, maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what's up. You know, they get me like a, you know, give me some hot pockets and a computer and I'd be okay. Get yeah. the internet worked up and then let's see. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Email us, MrBuckerPod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MrBuckerPod. Find us on YouTube. YouTube search Mr. Buckers Gets Appreciated Podcast. And if you feel so inclined, you have the means to do so. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash MrBuckerPod. For just five bucks a month, you can get two extra episodes a month of our Patreon-only show, Andy and our Debunked. Over 40 hours of behind the scenes of, of back catalog content that we've been producing for the Patreon. Access to the Bunker Discord where you can chat with us and other Bunk Bunkers. And so much more. Yeah. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Andy? What are you Randy for? Anything else? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I... No. I'm not horny for anything. Except for justice. I hope that someday it gets served to me the way I deserve it. For what you for the crimes you've committed against the mirrorverse. <laughs> for all of my crimes against the mirrorverse. I hope the king of the mirrorverse comes <laughs> and doles out his punishment of a bare bottom spanking. Oh wow. At my mechanic shop. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. God damn it. Well, for not the titular Mr. Bugger before my mystique. Wow. Fitting. Fitting. Co-host Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that. Was the whole enchilada? What do you think happens in the mirrorverse if you break a mirror? Oh fuck! I spilled salsa on my dick. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? Or just a horrible accident. That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.